Good morning. Hope everybody's doing well today on this fabulous and wonderful Thursday morning. Good morning, Mr. Nile. And I uh, hope everybody's doing well today. I have to grab my Bible here. Whoops. Uh, but I do hope everybody slept well last night and ready to get the day running and uh, uh, see where the Lord may lead you today. And uh, I, I don't know about you. I was struggling to get up this morning a little bit, but uh, hey, glad we're here and able to... Uh, uh, have a little bit of uh, uh, Bible study this morning. And, uh, you know, it is, uh, uh, of course, a big topic still going on is the debate and uh, government and, uh, uh, don't know, uh, but hold on, sorry, uh, somebody's saying the, the live stream is offline, so don't know. Let me take a look here real quick. And uh, see what's going on here. Give me just one second. So you have to understand I'm doing two or three things at one time. I'm streaming to our website and I'm streaming to uh, here on social media. And uh, so, uh, that's, so that's why I've got, well, I've got so much going on right here trying to get everything going. But let me uh, take a look here. And uh, no, it's working. So I don't know. Don't know what she's uh, seeing there, but uh, I'll send her a link. But I'm showing it working, so don't know. Let me, uh, Darlene's always good about that. No, now she says it's working, thanks. <laughs> don't know. Maybe she got on a little bit late there, and uh, or a little bit early, rather. So, uh, good morning, Ed. So, but um, anyway, uh, with our, uh, uh, we see. Uh, you know, we just need to pray for our country right now. I mean, now more than ever, we need to pray for our country and pray for what's uh, 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 this upcoming election. And just remember, I like to say, I know it can be frustrating. I know it can be scary uh, to not know what's going to happen next. And uh, thank you, my wife. Uh, she said it's working on Facebook and the website. So, uh, But um, just know that God's in control. And no matter the outcome, I mean, it's, it actually literally makes me nauseous to think of uh, Biden and Harris in office that, uh, uh, gosh, I just, you know, <laughs> we had eight nauseating years of a Muslim sympathizer in there that hated our country, and these two hated even worse. So, uh, you know, it makes me sick. But, you know, like I say, we just need to know that God's in control. He's going to take care of us no matter what. But let's pray that... Uh, the outcome will be a good one uh, that we'll all like and enjoy. But, uh, uh, so, oh well. Well, let's go ahead. I've rambled on enough this morning, and I apologize for the interruptions here. But let's uh, stand, and let's do our Pledge of Allegiance this morning, if we may. So let me get everything set up here. And I uh, do ask that you uh, please, if you have a hat on, men, to remove that. And uh, let's stand and say the pledge here. Attention, salute, pledge. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. all right. Praise the Lord for, for that. So we can come together and do that. All right. But I... Uh, so glad that we have such an awesome country. I really do. So, but 
All righty, so uh, let's go ahead and look at our verse this morning. If you have your Bibles handy, we're going to uh, uh, look at uh, Luke chapter 15. Uh, we're going to focus on uh, verse 18, um, and I, but I'm going to read 17 through 19, okay? But the main focus is 18, but let's take a look at that. Uh, I'll get this up here so you all can read along if you so desire. All right, uh, verse 17 says, And when he came to himself, he said, How many hired servants of my fathers have bread enough and to spare, and I perish with hunger? Verse 18, I will arise and go to my father and will say unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before thee, and am no more worthy to be called thy son. Make me as one of thy hired servants. All right. So as me, uh, Pappy always says, bless this reading, the hearing of it to our hearts. You know, when we look at this passage here, uh, hopefully that uh, you understand that this is talking about the prodigal son, you know, and, uh, you know, as I've said before, I don't take, um, you know, there may be some people be like, well, duh. Well, you know, I'm glad that you are familiar with that and you understand exactly what I'm reading. But you have to understand there's a lot of unchurched people out there. And they, uh, you know, for those of us in the Bible Belt, the stories, uh, the, which are trues, these are not just made up stories. These are, these things are actually happened. Uh, good morning, Anita. Is that um, uh, the prodigal son, you know, we, a lot of us grew up hearing about the prodigal son, hearing about Jonah and the well, hearing about Samson, hearing about different uh, aspects of the Bible, even though even maybe just general knowledge uh most a lot of people uh in this my age grew up uh hearing that well there's a whole lot of people in this world who have never ever been to a church mom and dad's never took them uh we my brandon i was at a yard sale one time and a woman said yeah i've never took my daughter to church and she was like 10 12 years old 13 somewhere in there and uh there's, so there's a lot of people out there that uh, are not aware uh, of scripture. See, when I, I told you all this before, when I first started doing uh, kind of my my Facebook ministry, which really from the beginning uh, I saw the potential uh, with Facebook and right off the bat, not trying to uh, throw rose on my shoulder, but I saw that potential. But see, there's a lot of people started commenting, and, and I had people give me a hard time about because uh, at that time it didn't matter. Uh, everybody, anybody around the world could see whatever you posted. There, you know, as many of you know, Facebook has evolved a million times uh, since that time, and uh, it's a pain in the rear end. There's some updates now here lately. I think, man, if I'm so sick of this, I keep <laughs> tired of trying to relearn everything. But um, uh, I've talked to people all over the world, uh, and uh, uh, but where there was those who gave me a hard time about my faith, and then there were those who. I thought we're trying to be smart, Alex. They honestly did not know uh, just general understanding of the Bible. I thought everybody had kind of a, uh, a, a you know, just at least a surface understanding, but apparently, you know, but I was off. I was way wrong. I mean, you know, you can look at um, Tim Tebow, uh, just that he had John three sixteen on his face. They said it was one of the most Googled. Bible verses uh, that uh, they, they they had ever, uh, I guess, on that search engine. And uh, it blew my mind. You know, like most people, uh, like I said, my age, uh, they could usually, if they couldn't quote any other verse, they could quote that one. So you see the lack of biblical understanding. 
Well, we look at here at the prodigal son, uh, you know, for those who may not know, uh, you know, he was, he wanted his inheritance early. He went out and he squandered it. He was more or less sitting in a pigsty, uh, eating what the pigs were eating. And he thought to himself, you know what? My daddy was a wealthy man. He was a good man. And, uh, you know, he treated his servants far better than, than this. I'll just see if maybe he'll, he'll take me back and give me a job or something. At least I know I can eat. And uh, his father never gave up on him. His father constantly kept looking for him. He kept looking for his son that he loved. And um, I, I, apparently every day he might have went out at the same time, just staring out at the vastness, uh, looking for his son. And on that particular day, as he looked out, uh, he saw a lone figure at a far off distance. And he knew immediately that was his son. And he went running as fast as he could and embraced his son and put on uh, uh, his finest garment, his ring, uh, to celebrate. Uh, he was so excited that his son had come back. And uh, But, you know, when you see that, uh, then you see the uh, opposing side to that, if you will. His brother was very angry, very upset. He said, man, you know, I've been doing everything I'm supposed to do. I've been the obedient son. I've been doing what I have to do. And yet he's rewarded after he went out and squandered everything, and you're giving him everything that you've got. And the father's like, you always had everything that I had. You always uh, Everything that I had has always been yours. But here's, a, here's what we're looking at here. A couple of things. First of all, the brother uh, was acting like the Pharisees. Outwardly, he was, uh, you know, trying to be the uh, the, the the obedient and, and good son. But inside, he he had, I mean, he was just bitter and nasty and and uh, uh, resentful. Uh, but then uh, you see the prodigal son, which really represents mankind uh, from the time of Adam, from the time of the fall, when sin entered the world. Uh, you know, remember. Uh, that um, if, if it hasn't had been for women, we wouldn't be in sin right now. <laughs> I'm just joking. I'm just joking. The ladies are thinking, I'll kill him. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, Adam and Eve both sinned equally. I'm just, of course, you know, I'm just trying to get a little humor here. Uh, but uh, when sin entered the world, uh, it caused that separation between us and God the Father. But it's through Jesus Christ we were able to have that reconciliation. We were able to be brought back. Uh, and um, and brought into um, um, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Ah, um, uh, I hate early mornings. My brain don't want to work like I want it to. Um, I don't know. I'll think of it here in a minute. But anyway, uh, we're able to reconcile with God, and uh, you know, and that's what um, uh, we can look at as Christians. You know. I've, there's been a lot of people out there. I've invited them to church, or Brandy's invited them to church, or my dad's invited them to church. And I've had, I don't know how many times I've, I've seen people say, uh, well, uh, I like to, but I've messed up. I've backslid, and, and I just don't think I could come. You know, and I love something my dad always said. He said, you had to be somewhere before you could backslide. You know, uh, we're all, there's, there's nothing, there's none righteous, no, not one. We all mess up. We all screw up. And the devil wants to get in your head to make you think you are not good enough to come to church. You are, you know, he wants to remind you of every sin, past, present, uh, of what you have done. So you can sit there and say, well, gosh, I, I'd like to go, but I, you know, you, you come in, you feel like everybody can see right through you and every sin that you've made or committed. Well, is that lie? That's exactly, that's a, all it is, is a lie from the pits of hell to keep you out 
outside of church. Church is exactly where you need to be so that you can be brought back uh, into the fold, brought back into the good graces of God. That's where you need to be to understand that forgiveness and that love and that uh, that God has not given up on you just as this father never gave up on his son and every day went out looking for his son, searching and uh, scanning the, the vastness of the valleys, uh, looking for his son. He was so excited when he came back. And uh, so don't listen to the old devil, all right? There, there's nobody that's, uh, that's righteous and nobody that's good. And trust me, you may feel like everybody can see through you, but they can't. Uh, that's, why, that's why I told you when I first started preaching, or first started in the ministry, and was attempting to uh, to teach and to preach, it was very, 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 very difficult for me. Uh, and uh, I talked very low. Uh, people were like, you need to speak up. Uh, it's hard for me to make eye contact because I felt the same way. Because uh, I really got out in the world for, uh, for you know, I, I, uh, God called me into ministry. I was really out in the world. I'd done a lot of rotten things. I've done, and, and done some really stupid things. And uh, I was embarrassed, and I felt like standing up there, everybody could see all those things. There were people sitting out there that knew me uh, uh, before I went into the ministry, and it was it was tough. I mean, that was that was the hardest thing ever, and uh, to get up there and just oh man, that was, you know you just you just feel like man they know they know exactly all the bad stuff, and that's you know they're they're thinking of that. Well, it wasn't you know, and I think that's what comes to a lot of people when it comes to coming to church. Uh, they think, oh well, they, they, you know, people will know. I know they could know. Or, or here's a good one here. You know, sometimes you know, the Lord will lay on my heart or my dad's heart uh, a sermon topic to preach on. You know, we pray about it and we just do as the Lord leads. And you don't know the people that uh, have come up and said, I know you're talking about me. I know that you. Uh, somebody said something about it, didn't they? They knew. You know exactly. I know you're talking about me. Good morning, Debbie. You know you're talking about me, and you know, like, no. <laughs> You know, didn't know he was even here. Didn't know anything about you. In fact, our dad had uh, guy used to. He'd go to the uh, after Susie got there preaching. He'd pray and he'd go to the front doors, shake hands with people and leaving. And this one guy grabbed his hand and said, uh, "I don't know if you've been talking to my wife or who, but you somebody's been telling you about what I've been doing." Dad said, "I don't even know who you are. Don't flatter yourself, <laughs> you know." And uh, uh, you know, because but what it is, the Lord brought conviction through that message. And they and so that what uh, they were trying to keep hidden was revealed to them only, but uh, and so that's why they thought, oh well, they're they're talking about me. But uh, so you know, here that's the great thing that even though just as the prodigal son squandered what he had and went out into the the world, and uh, but he knew he'd come back to the father. We may mess up, we may backslide, we may do some things that. Uh, don't honor the heavenly father, but here's a great thing. He will not give up on us and he will continue to, uh, you know, that's one thing about God. He doesn't always wait for, he doesn't wait for us to come to him. He's proactive. It comes to us, you know, they did a wonderful thing. And, uh, and just as the, the older brother, uh, he was like, uh, the Pharisees who outwardly had, uh, uh, this, this uh, sensibility of, of honoring the father and being obedient, but inside he was just as corrupt as the, the, the younger brother, uh, you know, that's what the father told him, said, man, he said, everything I've had has always been yours, but you never utilized it. You never took advantage of what was yours and what was given to you. And uh, so, uh, you know, let's uh, make sure that we are, uh, are straight, you know, just, well, just like that, um, uh, that brother, you know, is it, kind of like a lot of people out there. They think their good works are going to earn them favor with God or earn them uh, uh 
entrance into heaven. But remember, our good works are but filthy rags in front of God. So you're never, you know, and I've said this many, many times, but you're never going to be good enough to get into heaven. I don't care how benevolent you are. I don't care how kind you are. I don't care how giving you are. If that's what you're basing uh, your ability to get into heaven with, you're going to be sadly mistaken. That's what's so sad. That's what is so heartbreaking to know that there are going to be good people in hell. And people say, well, uh, well, God wouldn't send anybody to hell. Well, God doesn't. You, that's why he's given you a choice. Either you can accept Jesus Christ, your personal Lord and Savior, and you can uh, uh, take that free gift, or you can deny that, and you're going to spend eternity in hell. And that's, you know, there's going to be good people in hell. That's, that's a bad part. But you have that choice to accept or to reject. God doesn't do it. You do it on your own. So, you know, let's not uh, <clears throat> depend upon our outward uh, uh, actions uh, to gain favor into the entrance of heaven, which we know will not work. But let us reconcile ourselves between God and, uh, and uh, there's a word I'm looking for that's gone out of my head. But anyway, uh, that reconciliation uh, for us and God and come to know Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Or if you've backslid, you know, you can still come to God and say, you know what, Lord, I messed up. Forgive me. And guess what? God forgives you. He loves you. And all is good. You know, it's that simple. The devil wants to get in your head and make you feel like that is not as e that easy and that uh, uh, God's going to reject you because of what you've done. That's, that's not the case. You can always come to God. You can get out of that pigsty, if you will, and, uh, and reconcile that. You know, that's, one, that's one great thing that uh, uh, to know. You know, when you look at that word reconciliation, you know, we look at that uh, uh, ability of, of say, a, a friend has offended you and you were angry at each other, but uh, through whatever reason, uh, you were able to pick up the phone and say, hey, look, you know, let's get over this. Let's, uh, let's be friends again. You reconciled with that individual and, and that friendship was restored. We, were, are, we are at enmity with God. Uh, but through Jesus Christ, uh, we are able to reconcile and restore that relationship between us and God. So don't um, uh, push away God. You know, a lot of people have a real tendency uh, to want to do that because they they just they have condemned themselves so badly that uh, they don't think they can ever uh, God would ever accept them back. But uh, that is not the case, my friends. That is far from the truth. And uh, so you're always welcome back into the fold. I always want to invite people to our church. And I've had people say, well, I, I went there years ago. And uh, or uh, and here's another one that, that, that really, I don't know if it just, I mean, I understand. I mean, I really do. But people say, well, my ex goes to church here, so I don't feel comfortable. I'm like, you know, we have a balcony. We have a, a, you know, the, the, down there in the sanctuary. You can, you know, if, depending on where that individual sits, you could come and go in the church, and that person would never ever know that you're there. Don't let something silly like that keep you out of there. You know, uh, you know, your ex may be the biggest jerk in the world. Now, I've had people message me and say, uh, "This person's going to your church, and they're doing this, this, and this, and you need to talk to them, whatever, and they don't need to be there." And, and I'm like, you know, this and this happened just recently, all right, within the last couple of weeks, and I said. You know, I don't. If what you're saying is true, no, we don't condone that sinful action. But if they're going to be anywhere, church is where they need to be. <laughs> you know, if if all the places in the world, that is exactly where they need to be. You know, and uh, 
I'm not uh, judge, jury, and executioner. Uh, they, uh, uh, if they're doing something they're not supposed to, that God will uh, bring that conviction and bring them around. But that's that's but that's where they need to be to understand uh, God's mercies and grace and forgiveness, and to uh, take an inward look of, uh, to understand that hey, uh, the sinful action is not something that's honoring to God and needs to be changed. So don't let a, a, an ex. What a lot of times people say, well, my ex go there. What's her name? And they'll tell me, and I'm like. Well, they ain't been there ten years, you know. Oh, well, I thought they still win, you know. <laughs> you know, uh, just you know, don't don't. Says, again, these are things the old devil wants to do to keep you from coming, and uh, so don't let the let the old devil give you those excuses. And remember, you're never going to find a perfect church. I don't care where you go. And like I like what Dad always says: don't go to a perfect church because then you'll screw it up. So. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so, uh, you know, so when you look at the prodigal son, we can see how it can be a direct uh, a, a, a example uh, between us, uh, mankind, if you will, and God the Father, Jesus Christ, and how those of us who are in sin or may have backslid, uh, that we can always come to the Father and be welcomed with open arms. And ain't that wonderful that God forgives us and he loves us and never gives up on us? Man, that's a, that's a wonderful thing. Let us pray. And Father, Lord, we thank you, love you, and praise you. Uh, Lord, thank you so much for this day, your grace and your mercy. Lord, help us to understand your forgiveness. Help us to understand that you will uh, never uh, reject us and that we can always come back. And that once we do, that we can enjoy all the benefits and the glories that you have promised us. And Lord, let us work daily to have that mind of Christ, to strive daily uh, to do what is right in your eyes. And Lord, if there's anyone watching this morning that doesn't know you, let them pray this prayer. Dear God, forgive me of all my sins. Jesus, I know you died on the cross for me. I know you rose from the grave for me. Come into my heart and save me. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Lord, again, as I pray every morning, be with this nation. And I pray that you'll bring peace upon this country and heal this divide and that you'll touch hearts and minds uh, before it's too late. And Lord, I pray that you will let our, our police officers know that they are loved, needed, and appreciated along with our military. And Lord, I just want to lift up a special prayer for Wendy Lee and Kim Penix, uh, Ron and Thelma Thompson, Lord Jesus. I pray that you'll be with Troy and Ginger Hood. And I uh, pray that you'll be with Jane Kitchings and Lynn and David Feathers. Lord, our friend Murph, he's a, he's a good man, Lord. I pray healing upon him. Uh, Lord, I pray that uh, you'll be with all those who are watching today, that you'll keep them safe and well. And Lord, I pray that you'll be with our president, give him the wisdom, knowledge, discernment, and understanding that is needed. And Lord, I pray that uh, you'll be protection about him and his family. And Lord, let the results of our election be one we can all rejoice in. And Lord, we praise you and honor you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I appreciate all you guys and gals for watching this morning. Hope everybody has a great day, a fantabulous day. Uh, don't forget if you uh, for if you have friends or family who uh, do um, uh, uh, get out here in a second. Um, what is it? Sorry, I was trying to look at something here and something screwy on my phone here. Um, if you want to share these devotions, I get in a second. I'll smack myself in the back of the head. Dr. Young 77 here on Facebook. If you um, uh, 
Friends and family don't do Facebook. They can always find me here on our website at flbconline.com. They can watch live there. And or afterwards, I upload these to YouTube at Dr. Matthias Young. And you can also watch, or not watch, but listen, audio only, the Doc Young Chronicles on uh, the Apple Tunes. Uh, you can listen to that, all the sermons, all the devotions as you're going out and about your day. Well, I hope everybody has a great day today, a fantabulous day. And remember, live each day as if it were your last, because one day it will be. Thanks for watching, and God bless. Yeah.